Welcome to the Women Living Well After 50 podcast. I'm Sulon Carrick and I'm passionate about inspiring, motivating, supporting and informing women over 50 to embrace this exciting time of life. Health and wellness in mind, body and spirit are the foundations for living well, but there is so much more to a life well lived. Each week through conversations with my guests, I'll be presenting topics that will help us all to live well and enjoy life. So join me as we discover new ways to become women living well after 50. Are you ready to start living? What are you waiting for? Let's get started. Podcast. I'm Sulon Carrick and I'm delighted to have you join me for another episode. Now, we all want to live a healthy lifestyle, don't we? Not just in our 50s, but in our 60s, 70s, 80s and beyond. But sometimes it's a little bit difficult to actually make that start, to get started, to get our mindset right and to just form new habits, which is really what it is, new habits that we can live by for a healthier lifestyle, not just in our body, but our mind and our spirit. So I'm delighted to introduce my next guest, Michaela Fantanel from Magic 50, because I think that we both have a lot in common. Michaela is a life and mindset coach and entrepreneur who has pivoted a few times. At 44, she swapped a manager's life for a less ordinary life and became a travel blogger and publisher. I wouldn't think that was too ordinary. At 56, she started her coaching business with the mission to help women 50 plus step out of unfulfilling lives, get unstuck, set clear goals and achieve success beyond realistic expectations. Michaela is passionate about healthy living and the art of growing young and sharing her knowledge with like-minded women who are ready to open up to limitless possibilities. So let's go and join the conversation. Well, welcome, Michaela. I'm delighted to have you as my guest on the Women Living Well After 50 podcast. Yes. Hello, Sue. Thanks for very much. Thank you very much for having me here today. I'm really, really excited about this. And what I love is that you're on the other side of the world to me and uh, quite a few of my guests are. So that's what I love about uh, Zoom and podcasting, that we can really reach all over the world and uh, I meet some wonderful women uh, through the podcast so it's great to have you here. Now what I was talking about um, in the introduction is that you know some women we reach 50 and then we are all beyond 50, 60, 70 and we start to feel a little bit stuck. We're not sure what we want to do with our life and we, you know, we don't give ourselves enough time. And what I've been finding is what I like to term living life your way. And many women find it difficult to overcome the guilt that they feel that, oh, you know, I'm being selfish or why should I be living life what I want to do? I should be there for everyone else. So what I want you to help me with uh, today is to chat about, um, we're going to be talking about mindset, we're talking about life vision, um, creating habits. 
But before we do that, I'd just like you to give me a little bit of background. I've given them your bio, but I'd like you to tell me your story and and um, what made you pivot to where you are today. Yes, yes, very happy to do that. And yes, that's great that through Zoom, we can really connect, you know, and Australia, as, as you know, is a country I love because uh, I've been traveling for so long, uh, 16 years. Yes, I started in 2004. And, and that's why I'm really, really happy to be talking to your audience and to all the Australian uh, listener and guest, really, uh, really happy to do this. And about myself, yes, I'm 57, nearly 58. And I started um, um, in my career in my 20s in Italy, uh, but I wasn't happy. And my big, big pivot was in uh, pivoting was in 26. I started, I had a job in Italy and I wasn't happy. I, I felt I was like, I felt like in prison, you know, no expansion, not, not having the possibility of learning things. And so what I did, I moved out of Italy. I spent a long time in Germany and in Korea in corporate life. And I really loved it because I could learn so much. And I went up the ladder, became a manager, and I really loved it. And that big move has proved to be so important in my life because I was saying yes to myself and yes to being open and receiving new things in my life instead of accepting what I was given, you know, and said, okay, this is what we can offer you. And, and this was the very big moment where I started and I started to understand that it's very important to give us, to allow us ourselves to give us permissions to, to embrace and to be open to receive more in life because we deserve it. We deserve mm. it. And we, and we really have to listen to this inner voice and not just silence it. This is what many women do. Mm. And not only in their 20s, in their 30s, in their 40s, and many, many of them in their 50s. So how, what happened to me? I spent a long time in, in career and corporate life. And then at the age of 44, I had my big pivot. So from being an employee to be self-employed. And what I did, I started something out of a passion because at the beginning, I didn't do that. I was trying to do a business consultant because I wanted to use my skills from my corporate life, but it didn't work out. Because as I always say, you really need to focus on something that you're passionate about. Otherwise, the motivation is going to fade away so quickly. And then you keep struggling and struggling to make it work. But if there is no purpose behind, and if there is no big motivation, you're not going very far. So what I did, I created something out of travel, which is my big passion. I created a travel website. And mainly focused on Australia because this was my big drive. Australia has helped me really to, to I would say, it was a big eye-opener because I was a solo traveler there for a long time. And it really brought so much inspiration and so much, um, how do you say, something really that moved me. It gave me that, that big trigger, that big motivational trigger to do more and to go down my path. So I created this website for women traveling alone and I still have it, it's 14 years old. But then eventually with the pandemic and we know all what the pandemic brought into our lives, such a big change. 
and not only with travel, everything else. So I started to think, what can I do? I really didn't think of becoming a coach, but I was embracing a self-path, a self-development path. And on this self-development path, I stumbled upon coaching and I was trained. I also embraced the training to, uh, to become a coach. And this is what I do right now as well with the travel, because travel now is getting into the way. It's, getting, um, it's uh, coming back again slowly because the pandemic is hopefully over. So I'm helping women really get uh, these this limiting beliefs, getting rid of these limiting beliefs and really embracing this, uh, the, the best that they can into their life. They, because it's, everything is there. I always say everything is there. It's just covered it up. You have to really uh, brush it off and, and let it uh, emerge. Let it come to the surface and really embrace it. We have everything. We don't have to create anything. We have everything inside us. If we just really listen to ourselves, then we have a chance to really, really embrace and become the best version of ourselves because this is what, what all of us want to do. Mm. We want to live a life that we really love. That's, mm. that's the big point, yes. Yeah, and, um, well, that sounds, that sounds wonderful and I'm, I wholeheartedly agree with that. That's my philosophy as well. Uh, but when you were talking about, uh, you said, giving ourselves permission and the limiting beliefs. I think that is just the crux of the matter, isn't it? You know, like I think for you at 44, that was great that you actually, um, you know, took that decision because for a lot of women, they get stuck in these different um labels I like to call them. You know, so you you might be a partner, you might be a mother. Uh, you might have a career, you might be a, a friend, you've got all these different labels and you just keep burying the person that you are further down because you're looking after everybody else, whether it be your job or the family or so forth. And you just don't give yourself permission to think, which is what you, you said about thinking, what do I want? What do I want? And I think that Fortunately, women like yourself, and I'd like to think myself, although I'm 65 this year, so I'm a little bit um, older uh, and wiser, I hope, but I think that we're able to tell the next generation what we've learned and hopefully they will discover those things earlier in life and start living their best life earlier than what we did. So what I'd like to chat to you about is, um, you, you know, how do we change that mindset? Because limiting beliefs, we, we all know what they are. You know, they just stop us from, we self-sabotage really. So let's talk about mindset and what are some tips we can do to just make some changes to that? Yes, I'm very, very happy to do that. Uh, mindset, um, it sounds a bit sometimes uh, intimidating, you know, because it's like, yeah. oh, what's that? <laughs> and I know, I, I really use it because, um, obviously, because as a life and mindset coach, I use it a lot, but I, I understand that some people have a 
some women say, oh, I have to change my mindset. What's that? It's bringing so much work. And not many people are uh, willing to embrace the, we call it the inner work, because it, because it looks like and it sounds like something, oh, gosh, I'm adding some extra pain to what already, you know. But it's it's not it's not really as 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 bad as you may think. It's really it, you must have fun in doing that, and you must have fun also along the process. It's not something that you see as a chore or as a task. Okay, I have to do this. I have to do that. I would uh, say that you simply start um, looking at how you perceive yourself, how you perceive, and how. You, you go through uh, all what, uh, how you feel about things, how you feel about your life right now. What works right now? What are you happy right now about? I'm happy about my, my family, my children, my husband, whatever. And make a list, make a list of all the things where you say, I'm really happy about that. And then you have to make a list about the things where you feel, oh, that could be better. Uh, this is something that I really would like to do more of it, or I would like to to have more time to invest in this, or to do different to do it differently, and I would like to improve this or that. When you have these two, then you you would have to look do go it a bit deeper. What is what is it that I'm doing right now? What is that I'm doing right now? And what could I do? Or what are the things, what are the qualities, the abilities that I need to let emerge, to let it come to the surface and help me do what I want? And, uh, and when you ask this empowering question to yourself, you will see that something, the chemistry of your brain also starts to, to change. Because first of all, you are... Uh, grateful for what you have right now. And I wouldn't say, don't just focus on the things like uh, I have a family, I have friends, I have a good relationship, or also the things that are personal to you. So what are the things that you are grateful about yourself? You can even look back into, into the past, what you have been doing, and and even if you said, okay, I had a family, I couldn't really invest much time myself, but just being grateful for having raised a family, that's a fantastic power that it gives you power. And it, I mean, it, in life, we go through stages. Of course, if you have children, if you have raised a family, and if you had a career also as well, your time probably for yourself was limited, but you gave it to our other people. And, and also sharing this is giving, is bringing it back. The energy is coming back to you. Now that you steer more of the attention to yourself, you can, uh, by being grateful for what you have right now, take this energy and transfer it into your own life. So removing that feeling, a guilty uh, feeling is something very important because it's something that is your brain talking to yourself, but it's not there. It's something that you say, oh, if I limited my time to other people and I have more for myself, or if I invest more in my time and I reduce the time that, that I invest for family or whatever, you feel guilty. Mm. That's, that's a perception. That's a completely perception that you have that you can shift because you are not denying your attention to these people, but you are doing it in a different way. 
So thinking, uh, really uh, revisiting that and reframing how you are allowing time for yourself is something very important. And um, and also open it up uh, the perception, as I said before, uh, how you perceive yourself and projecting yourself into the future. How is it that you want to, uh, how do you see yourself in the future? Mm. So that's that's something that, so visioning is not only just visualizing, so projecting how you see yourself uh, in one year, in two years, in three years, but also cultivating the belief that you can do it. Mm. For instance, you can say to yourself, oh, okay, I don't have this right now, but not yet. And you are working on it. And the belief, it's not something uh, empty. In a way, I call it empty beliefs and a solid belief. The empty belief is just uh, believing in something without having the knowing, the knowledge, and also cultivating the belief. So believing that you can do it because there is a process that takes you there. Hmm. So it's, it's, it's investing in these beliefs that you have. For instance, I just take a simple, uh, it's better to talk about examples because yeah. otherwise you talk too much. about. But if I go back and see about my health, when I was in my 30, I wasn't as healthy as I'm now. And I'm walking toward my, to my, towards my, my 60s. So why? Because in my 30s, I was so much stressed in my job. And also as a as a fertile woman, you know, I was having, you know, lots of problems with my cycle, menstrual cycle and a lot of other things. And I was always feeling so out of energy. And through menopause, it may sound counterintuitive, I gained so much more health that I wouldn't believe it. And then it, it, it's just our perception on how we think that we get older and because we are aging, our health is uh, at the same time going downhill. And that's absolutely so wrong because your health can become much, much better. Even if you have a chronic condition. I know women that they they have chronic condition that have been having it for their whole life. But when they were younger, they were much more stressed. And now in later life, they have this under control and they have a better health and they're enjoying much more um, wellness and health than when they were in their 30s and 40s. So it's it's just the way that we think about because we have certain beliefs and we feel, but you have to have the courage to embrace these beliefs and say and dissect them and go through them mm. with a different perception. That's That's very important. Mm. I think um, as far as that guilt about uh, doing things for yourself, um, it really is us, isn't it? Because if you put it, I was talking to my daughter the other day about something and I said, oh, I feel guilty about that. And she said, well, mum, that's on you because we would be supportive of that, you know, but if it's on you, you're the one that's feeling the guilt and you shouldn't be feeling that way because we don't think like that, you know, we're being supportive of what you want to do. So I think that the trouble is sometimes that we feel guilty, but we don't communicate that. We don't communicate what we want. We don't, we we sort of say, oh, well, you know, poor me, I'm this and that, and I've got to do something for everybody else. Whereas if we just um, respected ourselves a little bit more and said, well, hey, 
I'm a human being as well in this dynamic, in this family. I'm equal to everyone else. So I should be able to, you know, if I'm saying you to, for example, if you say to your children, go and do what you want to do, well, why can't I do that myself? So it's something that we do, I think, we, we bring it on ourselves rather than other yes. people making us feel guilty. Definitely, because there is also a baggage, a cultural, cultural baggage that we have, that we as a mother, as a wife, as a, a sister, as a friend, we have commitment, you know, uh, you say commitment towards other people. And we see in serving other people a priority but um, the priority number one is always us. Just think of the, you know, when you travel and you are, you are boarding a plane, they say, to, they say to you first, make sure that you have the mask, the oxygen mask on you, and then look and, and help others, the child and your child. So you first have to make sure that what your needs are met. And your needs is not something that is, so to say, taking something from others away. It's not. Obviously, in a family, there is always a dynamic and you have to uh, respect a certain balance, of course, because you have to respect others. And, but you also, it's a legitimate uh, feeling to expect that others are supportive of, of, of your needs, of your own needs. That's yes. very important. Yes. So, and if, if you are missing out on this big uh, piece that others in your family or your friends are not respecting your needs, your own needs, like, for instance, saying to a friend, don't phone me between this time and this time because, you know, I'm busy, I'm doing this, I'm working or whatever. So it's not saying, oh, no, whenever they phone me, I have to be available for them and interrupt what I'm doing. You know, just a simple thing. So just and whenever you say no, to someone who is a loved one and you cannot help, uh, just try not to justify, but you say, I would love to help, but you know, I, I cannot do it because of this, because in this time, this is my sacred time and I cannot make any exceptions, but I can do it later on. I can do it on another day, but not on that time. So it's a way of finding a balance and not to say no to the person, but say no, because there are some certain conditions that are not met. Yes. And, and, and that's, that's very important to the communication in a family or, or even not, not always in the family, but also at work and with co-workers or whenever, or with um, employees. It, it has always to be uh, very transparent and very open and, and not, uh, not um, uh, denying your willingness to help which is there, but sometimes your willingness may be there, but the condition, the preconditions, they are not there. So there is no way that you can, you know, we we are not, we cannot be anywhere at any time. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's something that, and, and also making priorities. You must have a list of your own priorities. So non-negotiable. So this is my list and this is non-negotiable. So for, for instance, just as an example, between seven and eight a.m., I'm not for everyone. It's just my time. I do my exercise. I do my day. Everything that you so something where you say uh, these are locked in. They are locked, and I, I cannot. Uh, there is no nothing. But not only things where you do. Also some some priorities that you set 
that are very important to yourself and that you don't let any influence from other people in, not even your husband, your daughter, nothing. Hmm. So, and they have, they know that they, they have to respect that because they're very important to you. And if they love you as they, as you love them, they will understand that. If you love uh, yourself more uh, than, uh, than, um, than anything else, you know, the love, the self-love is something that is a self-priority and it's not non-negotiable. Obviously, anyone can do it as they like. Anyone has, you can work it out as you, as you, uh, as, as you feel it's the, the right thing for you. So mm. there, there are no uh, one size fits all. Everyone has to find a way of bringing this balance into your life. Mm. But uh, also the, what you were saying, Sue, about the, our mind and our beliefs is what we talk to ourselves. And it's this mind chatter that you need to silence first inside yourself internally and then also externally with the us you know so yeah. how far can i go where can i meet the other one so where is the meeting point mm, mm. no that's great so we you've mentioned about self-talk and self-love and um you know uh i want to just go on to the creating habits that you suggest cr to create habits around self-love self-talk and self-care and i liked your example about prioritizing and and sort of setting out blocking a time and saying right this is my time between such and such and such and such and i'm not going to let anything interfere with that so how do we you know, start creating those habits to, because it is that really, I think that once you start doing it, you do become empowered, and you feel a lot more in control. And you become, I suppose, more used to saying, as you said, look, I'd love to do that. However, this is my, you know, it clashes with this or, uh, and that's my time. So how do we actually start that? Yeah, so this is a very good Good question. And I would say before we go into the habit, the real habits creation for daily activities or whatever, and where you want to lock in your time, uh, the thing is also create your habits, uh, your habits also whenever you feel, oh gosh, I would like to do this. And now I feel guilty. And it's just your mind chat and your self-talk that you say, I think about do that I will say yes to my friend to my husband to to my daughter to whatever to the people who are asking me something first of all observe yourself be a really good listener and observer of your mind chatter and also of how you shift from wanting to doing something or say something what can I do next time when this is happening again and and tune in into your feeling and try to locate okay how do I feel right now I don't really want to do this, but I feel pushed. Tuning in into your feeling is the most important part. And how do you do that? With a very simple exercise that you can become a, a, a habit as well of tuning into your feeling, locating where it is in your, in your body, because it's always in your body, and then going through. There are very uh, specific training and also uh, exercises that I do as a coach to go through this. While you train yourself to become a listener of your feelings, of your emotions, of your mind chatter, while you do that, you also become an observer. And when you become a spectator of yourself, you release 
that pressure and you see yourself as you act and as you uh, deal with the situation. When that, then the second step is, okay, what is that I need to do in order to do it in a different way and see myself? Then you use the visualization. You project yourself in, the, in a very similar situation when you go through what happened a day ago, two days ago, and you see yourself doing exactly what you want to do and not letting in the distraction, the, the feeling of guilt, of not saying of saying no to someone, of not doing something, or letting in the criticism and find to find a way of justifying yourself because you whatever. So you see yourself going through and staying strong in a way that you say, I I say yes to myself and I have to say yes, no to this thing, to this whatever, and not thinking of saying no to the person, which is a different, uh, it's not saying no to the person and not being uh, prepared to help, but it's something really tangible that you are explaining or whatever. So, and staying in that feeling, so projecting yourself. When you train your mind to see this in the visualization process, your mind gets familiar with that. And when your mind is getting familiar with, with what you see in the project in the projective visualization, then it's much, much easier to do it in reality, to manif to let it manifest. And when it manifests once, then you keep doing it and you create an habit out of it. So this is uh, the, the big, big first step with your uh, mental habits. Then, of course, we can go into other uh, different kinds of habit creation. It can be self-care, self-love as well, whatever you, the time that you allocate for yourself, the, where you say, okay, uh, I have uh, for my family during the day, I know that from this time and this time, no one can, unless it's a real emergency, of course, but nothing and, and anyone else, no, no one and nothing can stop me from doing this. So it's, a, it's your sacred time where nothing is going to distract you as a, on a personal level. And this is something that you can also create. Uh, you can transfer it into when if you work or if you are a businesswoman, you can create this kind of habits even in a workplace or in your business where you lock in really certain blocks of time where there is no distraction at all because you are focused. You want to be focused on what you want, you want to do. And this is a way not only of performing, of, of increasing your performance, uh, but also uh, really going faster, because learning how to go faster in your and while you are calmer in your mind. That's, yeah. that's a very important because when you try to, do and, and to juggle so many things and to do so many things, you also use up a lot of mental energy. And when you use up a lot of mental energy, uh, the physical energy, the mental energy, the emotional energy are dropping dramatically. If you want to keep your health a high flow states, and obviously there is always a, a, a up and down, but if you want to really be and increase your uh, up your energy, you really, not to, you really need to bring the automatize the most things that you do uh, and also bring habits in, into your life in everything that you do, from the morning routines, from the evening routines, from how you work, how you work, how you have your chunks of work, 
how you create anything and bringing in this, uh, what I call it, uh, the, the cycle, the purpose, the intention behind why you want to do it. So everything has to have an intention and the, 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 the purpose of it, the big why behind it. So why? And also the action, the process. And remember one thing that the process must be always fun. Uh, some sometimes some processes are not so really fun. There are some because we are learning something, and sometimes they are not fun. But uh, remember that whatever, even if it is a difficult task, uh, you have to find a, a way of turning of turning into a slightly fun process. Because otherwise, if you just uh, have your day full of tasks, a difficult task to to you will really uh, skimp on them. You will skimp on them and they say, oh no, you do it for a while and then you don't do it. So whenever you are creating a new habit, make sure that they are really uh, fun for you to follow and simple to follow for you. Mm, that's a good point because uh, if we are trying to change our habits or create new habits, it takes work. And it's not going to happen overnight. So you really have to have that staying power. And if it does become a chore, then it, um, you know, it's so easy to fall off track, isn't it? So I think that is such a great idea. And also we want to have fun in life. We want to bring some joy into our life as well. So, um, you know, it's, oh, yes. you know, why does it have to be so hard? So I think that's a, that's a yes. really good point. And, you know, you're suggesting that by having the self-love, by having that self-talk where it's positive and we're, um, you know, not pulling ourselves down, we're building ourselves up, we're talking ourselves through things and the, self, uh, the self-care, that's really, you suggest, the foundation to creating and maintaining the, a healthy living in, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 in years ahead. So... Yes. Uh, it, it is something, I think what happens is that there's a lot of um, self-care everywhere you look. It's, oh, we've got to have self-care. And I think that, that it sort of loses um, the potency behind it because it gets watered down because you see self-care everywhere, self-care Sunday, do this, do that. But it is such an important part to being healthy. Because, um, you know, I always say you've got to be healthy in in not just your physical health, but your mental health, your spiritual health, you know, the whole holistic approach. So, you know, it is very important, isn't it? Yes, this is very true. What you said is not just the physical, Sue, is complete and the four four areas are, are the physical, obviously the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. And the spiritual, uh, I'm not talking about, uh, we're not talking about religion. We are talking about our soul, what our soul is leading to, what is our big purpose. Because even when we are 60s, 70s, we have a purpose. Mm. Our purpose changes over, over, over the years because when we were in our 20s, maybe our purpose 
in a family and whatever and uh, of others in terms of uh, growing our family and being a member but when we are we we grow then we we start seeing oh i want to contribute in in some ways you know it's not just uh, seeing yourself and no one else in the world what we do whatever we do is to create to share value and to make people and um, as you say adding something to their lives and say and creating insights you know, creating the say, oh, okay, a light bulb went on and said, oh, maybe that is something that I can do. But that's the very one st- first step. But then what, what we do, you want to help other people uh, live in a better life. And this is also, also whatever you do for yourself, there is also a big why behind. So, and seeing this as a whole, as a holistic way, it's something that also... You have, you have to try it out and see the benefit because sometimes I see people say, oh, okay, it's so much work I'm doing. But think of the benefit and they say, okay, you have to think of what you get from doing, you know, to bring in all these habits. Uh, the, working on all the four areas is very important. And um, the life visioning, you can your mind and your limiting beliefs on if I saw it behind it. So the purpose, the why, and the vision, the vision that you have for your for your life. And you can open up when you are ready to open up and to receive. The more you are, because as I said before, everything is there. It's a process of opening up and let everything in what is good for you. So the more you focus on the things that you are happy about, on the things that you treasure, on the things that you uh, really care about and the things that you appreciate in your life and for yourself as well, the more are going to be attracted into your life. And that's a process that you learn and you can implement in all different areas of your life. I'm putting together a program for women 50 plus, I would say. Uh, Well, even if they are 49, I mean, it doesn't matter, but uh, 50 plus, 60 plus, and even 70 plus, because um, as I as I was saying to you before, when I was in my 40s, my my health was okay, wasn't was good, but not as good as it is now. And when I went through menopause, I had a lot of resistance. I was doing a lot of resistance because I felt I was losing something. Hmm. I was losing lots of my energy or life was going, you know, like being at the, uh, on the top of the mountain going downhill. And what happened is that after this initial resistance, where I was feeling really out of power, out of energy, and uh, completely, you know, as, as, as if my life had changed dramatically, you know, I started uh, uh, believing that this was just a transition and my belief was backed up by the by by information by knowledge by knowing by learning things and I understood that it was just a life stage of a few years and that it was there was no way that my health was going to uh, become worse on the contrary my health improved and improved because I took the time to, uh, to learn and to develop this area of uh, health after 50s. And I saw myself, I'm a living proof that, my, that, that your energy can really, really improve for the better. 
And not only your physical energy, so your mental and your emotional and your spiritual energy. This is the age where we are ready to let more in, to live the second half of our life, you know, full, fully empowered and also not only for ourselves, but to share our value with other people. And in my program, I do exactly this. We start from the spiritual the spiritual, as I said, it's not something that has to do with the religion, but something with the soul. And, and everyone can do it, even if you are a religious person, but even if you are someone who has no religion, you know, so everyone can do it and can work on that. And then we move into the mental, the mind, how to train up our states and how to deal with all the fears, feelings, how to deal with them and the physical. And we create habits in all of them. In all of areas of, if we create the habits in all of these areas, so that's that's a very good program. It's a group program, yes. Mm. Well, that sounds good, and I I will be putting in the show notes all the links that people can um, find you and contact you and uh, and learn more about um, your program and your coaching. And what about on just quickly? We're coming to the end of our um, interview, but uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to share with us? Did you want to have a quick chat about the travel that is happening or is yes. that? Yes. Uh, some of you, I don't know your group, you have um, quite in your Facebook group, you have lots, lots of women and are mostly from Australia. I don't know, but I've seen that you are based in Australia. So, yes. and uh, my rockytravel.net is a website uh, for women traveling alone, solo. And uh, it's uh, there are over 400 pages in there about Australia. There are also Italy in there, but the most of it is Australia. So if you are traveling across Australia, you can visit it. It's Rocky, like the name Rocky, yes. travel, one, one word, dot net. You can visit it and you can really find a lot. I also organize a tour for women traveling alone, but I do this only in Italy. I have to give up with because of the pandemic, I started doing something in Australia, but I, I really don't see now a chance for Australia. But if you're coming over to Italy, yes. I do special special tours for women, like in the Dolomites and these things. And the other side of the coaching is uh, Magic 50. Yes. <laughs> so, that, uh, yeah. so we let our magic in our 50s, in our 60s, in our 70s, and .com. So you can uh, visit myself. Oh, also on Facebook, you can... Uh, Google it for Magic 50 or for Rocket Travel. Rocket Travel blog is on Facebook and Magic 50 is on Facebook. So you can find me there. And you, I also have a group, if you want, where we do mindset course for the, the Northern Hemisphere. And it's an autumn course for the <laughs> program from the, from the other side of the world. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Michaela. Thank it's you, been Lucy, lovely to, um, to chat to you. And to the listeners, Thank you so much. to the listeners, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. It's been great to chat to Michaela about all things that we can do to live well and uh, to create habits that are going to help us to be healthier and happier in our 50s, 60s, 70s and beyond. So if you've enjoyed the episode, don't forget to leave a comment and a review, share it with a friend because I know they will benefit from what we've heard from Michaela today. And until 
until next time, remember to live well, enjoy life, and most of all, be a woman living life your way. Bye for now.